Hey, welcome to the Living the Dream podcast. This is your host, Timmy Douglas, and the goal of this podcast is to create a community that inspires action, accountability, celebrates progress, and helps people make the right connections to take that next step towards their dreams and goals. If you're looking for any one-on-one coaching to pinpoint your purpose and start taking steps in that direction, make sure to contact me on my website, workwithtimmydouglas.com, or on social media. On that note, let's get into the show. All right, what's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Living the Dream podcast. Today on the show, we have Susan Jane, who is the intuitist. Susan, how are you doing? I'm very well. Thank you for having me on your show. Of course. Thanks for coming on the show. And we like to jump right in. So if you could start with telling us a little bit more about yourself and what you like to do for fun, that'd be great. Oh, what I like to do for fun. Uh, oh, hang on first. Do the do the proper stuff first. Hey, um, so my <laughs> name is Susan Jane. Yeah. I got to get the get do it the right way around. Um, my name is Susan Jane, I, and I I do call myself the intuitist. Now, the mentalist is somebody that deals with your thoughts and your thinking, but the intuitist is, deals with your feelings and your impressions. So that's where I look a little bit differently. And um, when we we look at we start to look at emotions, emotions are energy emotion. That's what we're putting outwards externally, but our feelings are what we feel internally. So um, as we feel them, we can actually create different emotions and express them in different ways, like which, which aren't always true to who we are. But I've really gone off tangent. So I, <laughs> I'm Susan Jane. I, I started, I, I survived a 20-year emotionally abusive relationship. And then at the ripe old age of, young age of 48, I went back to uni and studied uni full time. Now, six months after my uni degree finished and I was ready to take on the world, the jobs that I actually applied or I did the uni course on were um, a government changed hands and made them null and void. So for the three years when I left my I left a manager in my business, I rented my home out to to renters, and I moved you know a few almost a half a state away. Um, yeah, I, ha- I had nothing. I had three years of a uni degree and nothing to go with. So that's when I started writing my book. I thought I needed to use the skills that I'd learned at uni. I needed to use them. And so I started writing my book. And my book is called Intuitive Flowers. It's now published. It's called Intuitive Flowers. And it's how you can connect with your intuition by doing flower reading, seeing what the flower means, how it's presented and and understanding how our emotions are attracted to those. So intuitive flowers is all about our emotional goals, not our smart goals. Mm, I like that. Emotional goals instead of smart goals. And you said, tell me the process again. Did you say you look at a flower? What was it? Oh, okay. So when you're doing flower readings, what you have to do is you have to get the feeling for it. Okay. So you've got a goal. So flowers are our goals in life. So we have a goal and and say your goal is you, you want to make your podcast really successful. You want to be out there. You want to be doing things. What you have to do is get that feeling, not how you're going to do it, but how you want to feel when you achieve it. Because often when we do the SMART goals, we go, oh, oh, I want to lose weight by doing this at such and such a time. And, and we go through those that that um, real analytical aspect of it. And often we'll get to those goals, but we don't have the feeling attached to it. So we can feel quite deflated and think, well, I've achieved my goal, but I don't feel how I want to feel. So with these, with the emotional goals, we start to go, okay, so I want to be so famous in my podcast and I want to be out there and I want to do this. And it's how you feel. So you start to get that feeling towards it. And then you go, okay, 
how does that feeling look like in a flower image? Now, straight away, you've got a flower image in your head. I know you've got one, Timothy. And that's when you go, okay, I want you to Google that flower image. Now, a lot, a lot of the times when I wrote the book, I, I have to test the theory. I'm a real theory tester. Uh, so I had to test the theory and I went, okay, this is what I want the business to look like. And I got the feeling and everything else. And the, the flower that came through for me, all I could see was it was round and it was dark pink and white. So a deep pink and a light white. Now, I couldn't tell you what flower it was. I had no idea. I All I could see was the shape and the colour. So naturally, I got onto Google and I went pink and white flowers and looked at the images. Now, you can imagine how many millions of images of pink and white flowers. So I started to scroll through and get an understanding of what, you know, what it was like. And every now and then I'd, I'd see a flower and go, oh, that, that's sort of like it. The analytical brain jumping in, that's sort of like it. So I'd save that image. There's another one, save that image. Anyway, I came down to this particular image. Now, straight away with this image, I got the feeling. It wasn't, that's what it looks like. It was like, oh, I got the feeling. This is how I feel. So this is what my intuition was sort of saying to me. So I got the got the picture, I saved the picture and went, yep, that's definitely it. And then because I know how to do flower readings, I changed it. I went from a landscape image to a square image. As soon as I did that, I lost the feeling. Mm. So I had to go back to a landscape. Now, I didn't want to go to a landscape because I knew what that meant. <laughs> so back to the landscape. And then I had to do, I did a reading on it. Like I said, I tested my own theory. I wanted to make sure people could get an understanding of it. So as I've tested that, my big aha moment was when I looked at this image, the image had a little tiny flower, which meant my goal wasn't really that important. But what it did have is had these beautiful big round leaves because it was a water lily. Mm. So these beautiful big round leaves, leaves are our guides, leaves are our um, um, helpers there, excuse my voice, it's starting to go. <laughs> um, so leaves are our guides. I've looked at it straight away and gone, <clears throat> For me to make my business successful, I need to work with women, whether it's physical women because the image, the flower, the leaves were at the bottom of the page, or whether it's spiritual women because the leaves were at the top of the page as well. They were also in the past and they were also in the present. I had these big round guided leaves all the way around me. And the only way my business was going to be successful or where I wanted to be so I could feel happy, happiness was to be surrounded by women. And that was my big aha moment because I was so independent and such a I can do it myself, thank you very much person, um, that I actually had to allow women into my space and start to work with them and, and work in that sort of context. So did I answer your question, Timmy? <laughs> no, I answered your you question. You did. You did. It was about the process of flower readings. Is that what they are? Yes. Yeah, yeah. So when you look at the flower readings, you've got stems, which are your, your path or your journey to get to the goal. You've got your leaves are your, uh, your guides. Um, you have the flowers. The actual petals are your attraction. So if it's a business goal, that's what we look at for uh, marketing. Mm, yeah, so we look at the we look at the petals um, and the heart center, and then there's lots of other areas. There's the um, shapes, there's colors, there's the format. So there's 16 elements in a flower image that we look at. I love that. So, what flower image did you come with, Timmy? What did you have? 
I mean, I just had a rose. Yeah. What color? It was like dark red. Yep. And was it fully open or was it a bud? Uh, when you mean fully open, it was like a fully formed rose. Like it wasn't, it was like, the rose wasn't open per se, but it was like, it was formed, you know? So it was in bud form? Yes. Yes, it all means lots of different things. And it was a single rose, not a, not a, a it was a single a flower. rose. Yeah. So there's all those sorts of things. We can look at relationships if it's a bush of flowers, if it's a field of flowers, it all, it all means different things. Yeah. So, and it's, it, it shows you what your intuition is trying to tell you because you've picked that flower intuitively. And, and even just for you to say that type of flower, for you to find the picture of it, it we if it's a single rose in a bad form, it could be on its angle, it could be looking straight at you. It's all these different ways we can take a picture of a red rose. You have to decide which one resonates with you. And that's how you get your reading. That's how you know it's your intuition kicking in. I love that. I love that. Well, tell us a bit more about your motivation. What really oh, we skipped fun. I don't think we talked about Oh, fun. we skipped fun. Sorry. <laughs> oh, okay, fun, fun. Um <laughs> I, I'm um, I'm a little bit of an introvert, so my fun tends to be more uh, quiet on the quieter side. So I love walking in nature, um, and I guess you you might not call that fun, but I just call that inspiring and and just awesome. Um, and the other thing I do is I actually I do painting. I've I've taken up painting, um, and with that I actually now do paint workshops, intuitive paint painting workshops. So. Um, that is, is fun watching the ladies just get their aha moments because basically they paint a flower and we do readings on it. So they get this double whammy. It's it's really quite fun. Um, so, yes, I enjoy working with people in that in that context. But other than that, I, I'm a little bit of a loner. I like to have my own space and that's how I create my own fun. I love it. I love it. Walking in nature and painting. And tell us a bit mm. more about your motivation. What gets you up and keeps you going every day? What well actually walking does. I, I usually get up and go walking every morning. Um, funnily enough, this week I haven't because of this head cold and the and the jet lag from I've just been to the UK to with my dad, my 92-year-old dad, and I went to the UK for four weeks. So um I had a bit of jet lag last week and then I've got a head cold this week. But uh, and this is the first week, even my dad every morning when we're in the UK, we'd go for a walk. So that's what gets me up and motivated. But but when you when you're working with people to see to see uh, them get their aha moments, to see them respond in different ways, it, it's really it is motivating in in the business side of it. But just for me, if you put oh, do you want to go for a walk in the morning? Yep, I'm there. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. There we go. And now we're going to jump into the meat of the show, Ooh, Dreams okay. and Goals. Tell us about your vision for your company and your life. Wow. Well, they sort of interact, actually, because I, I'm one of those very lucky people that ha I'm living, basically living my dream. Um, I am working on my business and my business is part of my goals. So my goal is I, I want to be a public speaker, um, not how I'm sounding at the moment because I do 
this is definitely not public speaking voice at the moment. Um, but I do, I love doing public speaking. Um, and that's really strange because an introvert doesn't usually like being out there. But when I'm talking about my passion and, and intuition and, and motivating people and inspiring um, people to really listen to those messages, those messages that are coming from their inside, from inside, um, I find that really, really motivating. I find that really inspiring. And that that's sort of where I want to go. So my actual goal is to, I'd love to be able to travel. I want to do an American trip. I want to, I want to start at one end and I have no idea which which end that is, but I want to do workshops and talks all the way around America and in through the center and around the corner and you know, going on. I'd I'd love to, you know, just get the UV. Is it what? No, is it a UV? Is that what you call them? The 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 buses. Um, are, I'm the, not sure. Yeah, the um caravans. Well, we call them caravans or motorhomes. Oh, oh, mobile homes. What are they? S- mobile homes, RVs. RVs, RVs, RVs. That's it, not UVs. Sorry, <laughs> RVs. I'd love to get an RV and and just do that you know, trip around America, do the UK and do some traveling like that. And of course, Australia, because as you can tell, I'm from Australia with this strange accent, um, which I don't feel like I've got, but <laughs> <laughs> um, I'd like, we want, that's what we want to do. So we're definitely doing uh, around Australia and hopefully doing these, these talks and these, um, yeah, these workshops as we go along. I love it. I love it. So be a public speaker and specifically workshops and talks all throughout America Australia and you said the UK as well. UK, yeah, I'd love to. Yeah, yeah. There we go. Any other dreams or goals that you want to chat chat about? Usually, people have like some career goals, some travel goals. So curious if you have you kind of hit both of those. So curious yes. if you have some other ones that you want to mention. Um, yes, I want to get better at my painting. I mm. do want to do do. Um, you know what? Actually, when I think about it, because like I said, I've just had four weeks away. So, um, when we first connected. Uh, you you asked me about the goals and the dreams in in the emails that we sent backwards and forwards, and I've had a look at them this morning, and you know what? I've seen that there's areas there that actually I'd like to change now, and one of them was in the goals and the dreams, because I've always had these these goals and dreams to do the travelling and to do that and and do the talking, and everything's been targeted around those sort of goals. But coming back after being away with my my father, my 92-year-old father, my goals and dreams have changed a little bit. And my, my next sort of step or goal that I want to do is to reassess my life and have a look at what really is important in it and where I do want to go. Because I work part-time as a digital marketer and then I work the rest of the time on my business. And I have to be honest, I'm putting a lot more hours in this, especially with podcasts and and everything else. I'm putting a lot more hours in this for what I'm getting back. And it's not necessarily an equal exchange when you're first starting a business. I know that. However, it needs to be an equal exchange on your work and life. And I don't feel my life has had that equal exchange at this particular stage. So for my next goal, it's about just reassessing where I'm at because of coming home, not being well, now got a head cold. It To me, intuitively, there's things there that I, I don't want to slip back into what I did before I went away for four weeks. 
Yeah. Um, I want to reassess it. So that's that's my immediate goal is reassessing my life and what is really important and what I can let go. I got you. I got you. Reassess your life and what you can let go of. Are there any things that come to mind right now that you can let go of? Yes. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. A lot of social media stuff. Mm. You know, we, we get caught up in it and um, and I know I do. I, I did. Uh, social media has helped me a lot with my business, but um, it's getting that nice balance in it and, you know, getting better connections in it. Oh. But it, it's hard because we use social media as part of our marketing, as our marketing tool for for our businesses. So you're interacting all the time with it. So I guess that's where I sort of go. In the evening, I finish doing all the work and creating online um, online courses and I'm doing podcasts and doing this and doing that. And then at the end of the day, I sort of sit there and I have dinner and then I might be on social media and I'm going, why am I doing this? You know, if I'm doing this because I want to, I'm enjoying seeing what my friends are doing, that's great. But if I'm doing this because I'm working still and having to put up posts and I have to do this and I have to do a reel and I have to do that, then it's I'm putting too much time into work and not enough time into life. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. Do you know who Alex Formosi is? No, but the name rings a bell for some reason. Yeah, he's uh he's kind of blowing up in the entrepreneur space of like uh he just provides so much value in his book and his YouTube channel. Like the man is just a beast. <laughs> and, <laughs> um so you should look him up, but he posted a video today actually, and he was talking about hard work versus like um, what we should actually be measuring. And so a lot of entrepreneurs pride themselves on, I work hard, I work hard, I work hard, which sounds like something you may not have prided yourself on it four weeks ago, but it may have been the reality of your life where you were working really hard, right? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And same here, like same for a lot of people who are like getting their business started, right? Um, yeah. Alex Ramosi talked a lot about employing leverage into the daily activities that you're doing so yes. that it's like same energy input for much better output. And so yes. something I, don't, I was trying to think about earlier today, because one of the things I'm doing, I just cold call for. And it's like, one cold call equals one potential lead equals one potential sale, all that good stuff. But I'm like, how can I employ leverage here? And so just something to think about of like how you can leverage your activity so you still get the results you want with maybe less energy input, if that makes sense. Yes. Yeah. And funnily enough, as soon as I came back, I was talking with one another lady that I, I work a lot with and um, we were looking at a VA and oh, we're sort of going, yeah. we need to – Get rid of that, not get rid of that. We need to we need to assess our assess it, assess our lives, assess our businesses. What can we get let go? What can we what can we um put out as as a VA? What how do we do that? What does it look like? Um so yeah, that were the sort of things that I'm looking at. And I feel like with people like entrepreneurs, we have so much to be able to give. And I love giving, I love, I love doing all that. But we have to make sure we're looking after ourselves at the same time. And and often we can 
not do that. And yeah, and for me, because because mine's all about intuition and listening to ourselves. As soon as I get a head cold, as soon as I get something like that, I know. And in my health aspect, I know that that's my intuition going. Hey, there's something you've got to look at. There's something you've got to change. Um, if you keep going this way, this is this is down the wrong path. So I get those lovely barriers. I see the the health issues, the the situations like that. Um, those what what people will often call blockages. I see them as positives yeah. because it's stopping me from going down that path. Now, whatever that path is, you've got to work that out. But it's stopping me from doing that. And it's like, okay, cool. Let me look at something else. What else can I do? What else? And that's what I'm getting lately. It's since coming back from um, the UK, it's been look at your life in in a, in a whole because you've been focusing on this and you've been focusing on this and you've been focusing on this. Look at it as a whole because it's not balanced at all. So that's that's what I'm, yeah, that's my goal. Oh, I went off tangent again, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> all good, all good. Well, if there are one or two people that you could meet right now, and this could be a specific person or a type of person, and they'd really help you take the next step towards these dreams and goals, who would that person be and how would they help you? Now, you had this in one of your questions, and this was re- this one really stumped me because, again, as, as I go back and I sort of go to myself, I, I've been such a, an independent person and um, I don't like, because of this, I had that 20-year emotionally abusive relationship, it put me off of trusting or um, even expecting anyone else to help me. It was all about me having to do it myself. So I, I've been a very, very independent person. Um and when you ask that question, I really struggle with it because I'm not one to follow a lot of people uh, on social media. I don't, I don't, just don't do that. I'm not one to have many people that I look up to. And yet, when I was going through my spiritual journey, there was a lot of people like um, Shakti Guan who did creative visualization, uh, Wayne Dyer. Um, and uh, Esther Hicks. So there was a lot of these names that I could, you know, banter around and say I I would really like them. Would I like their lifestyle? Would I like the way they're going? I have to question that and go, "Hmm, maybe not. But, But the first thing that came to mind was I'd love to get more experience about holding interviews and I guess the best person for that would be Oprah. <laughs> you know, that's that's the only one I could sort of go to. I, I liked her style of interview, and I and I liked that that side of it. So that would that would be my my go to. There we go. I love it. <laughs> and what are the most important one or two things that everyday people can do to really help you accomplish your dreams and goals? So you meet Sally at the grocery store. And Sally's yeah. like, Susan, what can I do to help you out? What would you tell her? Oh, well, if, if it's something that is is nice and simple, it would be, you know, to follow my podcast, to, to um, like and share, you know, like that sort of stuff. However, what I would love them to do would be to join up into one of my workshops because then I can see eye to eye and I can watch them have their aha moments. I can watch them grow and develop and move forward in a real positive way. So that would be my, my um, definitely my speciality. <laughs> awesome. I love it. And before we move on, next up is the Thriving Three. I have a couple more things I want to ask about. Mm-hmm. Um, in the beginning, you said that emotions 
are energy in motion. Yes. I really like that you said that. And then you said feelings are inward. And you yes. said, this is why we can have a feeling and then express it outwardly as a different emotion. Is that right? Yes. Yes. And I really like that you said that because Napoleon Hill talks about sexual transmutation in his yeah. book, Think and Grow Rich. Yeah. And I read that the first time and I was like, that's a bunch of hoopla. Like, I have no idea what this man is talking about. <laughs> There's no way you can take this stuff that you're feeling and redirect it somewhere else and like put that energy elsewhere. And he was like, no, this is some of the most potent energy that you have. Some of the most potent feelings that you have. Take it, Absolutely. redirect it towards business and stuff. I thought it was hoopla. But then I heard other successful business people talking about how they do it. And I was like, okay, one successful person said that it's a thing in like a book. And now many successful people are saying it's a thing. And now you come on the podcast and you say it's a thing. So for those people who are like me, who are like, that's a bunch of hoopla and are still wondering how exactly to do that, what would you say? Oh, it's it it takes a bit of it takes a bit of practice. Okay. So all right, let me give you an example. Um, uh, uh, you might be feeling a bit angry. Like, say, say somebody has cut you off on the road, and you you got a, you get a little bit of road rage happening there. You know, so you're, you're getting really angry. Now, what that normally means is that there's something that has triggered. There's a feeling that has been triggered, and that feeling that has been triggered is going to come out in a particular way. Um, and we often have that in in childhood. So it'll come out in a particular way. So when you've been cut off in a, in in say traffic you might feel like that that person has that, that has just come into your space or they've not been respectful or you know they they've not given way or they you know they've, they've not they've not taken me into consideration when they've cut me off so it's all those i've just sort of said four different feelings that it could be they're the feelings but how has it come out? It's come out as road rage, angry. Oh, yeah, idiot. Blah, 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 blah. You know, blah, blah, point, point, point your finger, point your finger. So you, you're bringing it out in a different way. But what was the trigger that created that? Why? You got angry. I'm not saying you, sorry, Timmy, but you get angry because someone's cut you off. But the feeling could be that they've been disrespectful to you. They've been just, you know, and that could be from a childhood memory where somebody was disrespectful to you as a child and didn't take on board you being in that place. It could have been your sister went, shoved you out of the way because you were sitting in the best chair in the house and she shoved you out of the way and you feel, you know, that's really dis disrespectful because I was sitting there first and you've not taken my feelings into consideration. So that may have happened as a child then all of a sudden it comes out as road rage as an adult. Mm. Does does that clarify the understanding of what I'm saying? It does. It, it really does. And what I think is really interesting about that is that it's almost like you're already doing emotional transmutation when you experience that anger through road rage. Yes. And you've yes. just learned how to do it in the form of anger. And so yes. I guess the question is, which is why I like how you said it takes practice, because you said, like, we practiced being angry, like we learned how to be angry, like we didn't, yeah. that, that initial emotion, 
like specifically in my life, I remember me being sad a lot. And then I used to cry. And that used to be my um, kind of release. Yes, my release. I got basically punished for crying. It was negatively reinforced. I had to learn how to not cry. And then I was like, well, how can I express my anger? Anger on the, or how can I express my emotion? Look at that. It's just linked in my head. How can I express my emotion? Anger on the football field. And then football got taken away. And I was like, well, I can't just be angry in society. And now I don't have an outlet for it. And so it's like, okay, well, now I can go to like working out or something. And so with the road rage, you've practiced being angry. You can also practice releasing that, that those um, feelings in other ways, in more yeah. positive ways. Does that track? So, yes. So what, so what you're doing now is if we go back to the road rage type thing, when someone cuts in on you and you're driving, instead of going straight to anger, we have to go, well, hang on, why am I angry? I mean, you could turn around and say, well, he cut in on me, but, but why? And you, I think you do the four whys. But, but why are you angry that he cut in on you? Because he shouldn't do that. But, but why shouldn't he do that? There's a road there in front of him. He can go there too because he, he didn't indicate or he didn't, he didn't give way. But why does that worry you? Well, you know, they're the rules. You're supposed to go by the rules. Oh, okay. So we're looking at rules now. But but why does he need to be? And you keep going back and back until you find out and you sort of go, well, it's disrespectful for him just to push across in front of me. If he had put his indicator on, I would have slowed down and he could have come across and there wouldn't have been a problem. But to barge over is is wrong. It, it, it didn't feel right for me. Okay, so... Now we've got an understanding of what the feeling is, not what the not what the emotion is, that energy going out, that anger. Now we've got a feeling of what we now we have an understanding of what the feeling is. Okay, so if somebody's being disrespectful to you, you know, straight away you're going to get angry. No, if somebody's being disrespectful to you, that's not are they doing that intentionally? You you, you have to start to assess that. Are they doing it intentionally? What is it all about? If somebody's being disrespectful to them, why can't you turn around and say, please stop being disrespectful to me. Um, I'm just as much human as you are and I don't like that. And you you take yourself away from it. That's when you're transmuting it. So instead of that anger coming through, you're starting to get an understanding of your feeling. Then when people become disrespectful, you can actually change that to a completely different way and you can start to create this positive look to it. And this is where... Um, and Napoleon Hill was saying, we start to look at a positive uh, look to it. So we can go, he's being disrespectful. I'm going to show him what being disrespectful, you know, that how good I am. And I'm going to, instead of get angry, I'm going to put that energy into showing you how good I am, you know, putting it out there. And when you're talking about anger on the football field, it wasn't so much about anger. Anger may have started it, but it was also about determination. And it was the determination to prove that you can use that energy in a different way. So, yes, instead of crying, you didn't need to use it that way. And even crying might, may not be a, the best way to release an energy and uh, a feeling, but you can release it in a different emotion. And what you did then is created determination. I'm going to win this game. I'm, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to beat, I'm not going to kill them. I'm not angry like that, but I'm determined to do the best I can, the best way I can, and for the best team effort and personal effort. So you were actually already doing that. And when you're looking at 
you know, at dealing with that and you're going through, say, your, your bodybuilding or, or weights or exercise, you had just transmuting it from a negative, getting shitty and using abuse and everything else to a positive, you know, looking after yourself, building up your body. Every time you do that exercise, you're also doing other areas to your body because mentally you're sort of going, I'm looking after myself. I don't want to eat that chocolate. I'm going to eat that ice cream, the ice cream instead. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to eat that orange instead, you know. So so you're you're doing it in in more ways in lots of different levels as well. But but you've you've done that. You've transmuted already in in that context, in in that story that you gave. I love that. I love that. And so it's really um the ability to feel it and then awareness of the feeling, not an immediate reaction, but awareness of the feeling. And then from that awareness, choosing to do a different action that will release that emotion yes yeah release that feeling yes release that feeling yes in an emotion um that is so that is so interesting so then i guess the question is how do you know what positive action is right to release that feeling as an emotion because like for me it may be lifting weights but for example if i'm like I'm feeling really angry, so I'm going to go cold call. You know, that might make me more angry because I don't like cold calling. <laughs> you know, that's like... exactly that's exactly right. Okay. So when we when we look at a scale from positive to negative, we know that there's lots of them in between. So you can't go from angry, yelling, screaming abuse to, oh, hi, darling, how are you? Yeah, you just can't do that. Yeah. So you have to pick those levels and take you up the scale and there's like an emotional scale that we have joy happiness right at the top um anger depression you know down the bottom uh, fear down the bottom too um so there's this emotional scale we can go on so when you want to go and, and I mean at the moment I'm sort of feeling we've got somebody else in the house at the moment they're not doing anything they're not contributing in any way we feel like we're being sort of uh, leached on and it's making me angry and and I've been going through this for the last couple of days and it's like I've got to change the way I feel about it but I can't change the emotion I have to change the feeling I have to change the way I feel about it not the emotion that I'm putting out and if I change the way I feel about it the trajectory trajectory of that emotion is going to change too so but of course I'm angry at the moment I'm not going to get to oh I'm really glad you're here Mm -hmm. straight up I'm going to get to okay I'm dealing with it I'm tolerating it okay it's not so bad you know it's it's getting better okay and and you allow that to change so when you're looking at what to do you you need to do something that still is a according to you so you can release that energy or release that feeling but it doesn't have to be you know perfection (laughs) to the extreme yeah like you say if you're if you're angry and you're you're pushing weights that's a good way to to get through it because you're concentrating on the weights you're concentrating on your body you've got your stance right you've got your you know action happening properly you might be in front of a mirror watching to make sure you do it all correctly you're taking your mind completely away from anger, but you've still got that really strong because um, anger is such a stronger uh, emotion. You need to have a stronger action to go with it. A run, something really quite physical will help 
uh, a, a emotion like anger. If something's like just more, well, that's a bit annoying, you might just be able to start doing a little bit of writing or a little bit of drawing or a little bit of something lighter Breathing. that doesn't, yeah, that's my, maybe more creative, something lighter. So the, the easier the emotions are, frustrated, frustration, that might be just about, you know, okay, I'll just go and cook a, cook a cake, you know, or I'll, I'll just draw a picture or something. It doesn't need to be as extreme, but a, a, an emotion like anger, you need to put something stronger into it. So weightlifting's great. Running is really good. You know, you, you can you often see them in the movies and they're skipping and skipping and skipping and skipping. It's allowing them to release that sort of a feeling. Um, but releasing it is one thing. Assessing it is the other. You still got to get an understanding of what triggered that feeling, mm. because that's what you've got to get control over. I got you. I got you. And when you figure out that trigger, is it a is it a matter of avoiding that trigger, changing what trigger is happening in your life so you're more positive on the emotional side? Like what do you do once you understand the trigger? Once you once you understand the trigger, it's it's quite strange. Once you understand the trigger, it doesn't seem to trigger as much. Mm. And when it does trigger, you go, Oh, I'm triggered because of that. I'm triggered because they, I feel disrespected. Okay, what can I do with that now? I can either leave that area if they don't respect me. I can leave that situation or move away or something to that effect. Or I go, you know what? I feel disrespected, but are they really being disrespectful? Yeah. Am I just taking that on board? Am I just seeing that as a trigger? And I can have that choice then of going, you know what? They're not really being disrespectful, but they don't understand they don't understand what their behavior is doing and how I'm responding to it. So it's not really their fault. Okay, get a deal, get a deal with it. They're not being disrespectful. Don't let it trigger you. Okay, let's move on. Let's find something else. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So that's when, when you get the understanding, you have control then. And that's what's so beautiful. Um, if somebody cuts you off in traffic and you go straight to anger, you have lost control. Somebody cuts you off in, in traffic and you go, oh, they're being disrespectful. Oh, maybe they just didn't see me because sometimes that happens, yeah. you know, and every now and then you get this hand going and they say, sorry, sorry, mate, you know, I, I, I didn't see you there. I didn't see you on the corner, you know, and, and I pulled in front of you and I've done that myself. I've gone, oh, I didn't see that car there. Um, yeah. So was I being disrespectful? No, I wasn't. Did they take that on board as being disrespectful? Absolutely, because I got the finger and everything. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, this was very helpful, and it clarified the emotions, our energy and motion and feelings are inward, and we can transmute our feelings into certain emotions. That was extremely helpful. Thank you so much. Oh, that's my pleasure. <laughs> awesome. Well, now we're going to jump into our thriving three. And the yes, yes. I'm, I'm not sure question. what that is. <laughs> it's just uh i like to ask people questions based on like i think to thrive we need to it's based on information we take in how we take care of ourselves and then action steps that we take that's what i think okay, kind cool. of consists of thriving so i ask questions based on that and the first one yeah. is what's your favorite book movie or podcast pick one I, I look. I have to go to a book because um, books changed my life. We didn't have podcasts when um, when I first started doing my journey, so I would have to say book. And the and the one that really captured me and really started me on my journey was um, I, I remember being dumped outside the doctor's office and told to get something for it. I, I 
everyone told me I had postnatal depression. I didn't think I did. I was, and I actually didn't. I was being emotionally abused that much that I didn't know what was going on. That's why I understand emotions. <laughs> um, I was being abused that much that I didn't understand. So I went in, I had, there was a new doctor in town and I'm stand, and she said to me, what's wrong with you? And I get, oh, no, what's wrong with me? In tears, blubbering mess. She's writing notes out and everything else. And, and I sort of vomited all my crap all over her because of what I was going through at that particular stage. Three kids in three years, didn't know what I was doing. So she said to me, okay, she held up two pieces of paper. One was a prescription for Valium. She said, this is a prescription, we'll help you with that. And, and the other was a list of books to read. And I, I sort of went, well, if I go into Valium, you just, it's really hard to get off of that stuff. That's just creating another problem and I was a bit anti-drugs and stuff like that anyway so I grabbed the list of books well when my ex-husband saw the list of book he was absolutely horrified um because he wanted to be on drugs obviously um, <laughs> maybe I'd <I'll> be nicer <laughs> <laughs> but one of the books was creative visualization by Jacques de Guin and that was the book that really made me look at my life very very differently and made me realize I have control over it it did take me probably, I don't know, eight years after that to get out of that relationship, but that was my first book and, and that's why it sits so high on my in my heart. Gotcha. I love it. I love it. And what is one way you like to take care of yourself? Oh, walking. I love my walking. walking. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and what is one action step you can take right now or continue to take if you're already doing it to meet Oprah and learn how to hold interviews from her. Oh, well, I, I am doing the Art of uh, the Voice of Intuition podcast. So I am learning to do interviews um, and I, I get a lot of positive feedback for my interviews. So I, I, I am happy with how it's going, but, you know, there's there's nothing like getting polished up by somebody as important as Oprah. So, you know, yeah, um, yeah that, that that's, I feel like I am doing that and I will continue to do that. Yes. I love it. I love it. Now we're going to jump into our last couple of questions. Yep. What is one limiting belief that continues to pop up in your life, if any? I I have a limiting belief um, because of the, the relationship that I was in. I have a living limited belief that I am not good enough. Mm. And that one comes up and slaps me in the face quite often. And I have to do a lot of internal work to get through it um, but it tends to come in peaks and troughs and I feel like a lot of these limiting beliefs we have uh, they 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 sort of run at levels so we get through it at this level and then it you know one level and then it uh, it we, we cruise along okay and then all of a sudden something triggers it and we have to take it up another level and um, my not good enough or my self-worth is one of those limiting beliefs that I, I do sometimes struggle with yeah Gotcha. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. Do you have any actions um, or emotions that you experience on the daily or from day to day, you know, just, it doesn't have to be every day, but every week, every month that reinforce this limiting belief that you want to share? Uh, actually, <laughs> I'm going to be honest. Wow. You're really sort of going a little bit deep here for me. Um, it's social media. I get onto social media and I start seeing how other people are 
are, are going. And look, and I know, like we, I know on social media, I never put out the the bad stuff. Or once or twice, I've put out something bad, but I always put out a positive um, flow because I feel like there's enough negative in this world. We don't need to put it out there. We need only put out positives. So on my social media, I put out a lot of positives. Oh wow, this is this is airy fairy. Let's look at this. Wow, this is really cool. And I see other people's podcast. Uh, uh, their social media, and they're, of course, doing the same because a lot of them are entre- entrepreneurial women that are, are, I, I'm linked with in, in the Facebook and, and in different um, social medias. So I look at theirs and I go, oh, wow, they're doing so good. I'm not. Mm. And so I have this real thing with social media and, and maybe it's got to do with my age because I'm not used to how how to do it, but I get these real highs and lows and social media will be my trigger for them. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, no, I feel that. I think uh, comparison, social media makes comparison especially yes. easy because you see the best of people's lives without seeing any of the bad stuff basically, so. Yes, it's it, it is. It's really challenging, and and I do the same. Like I said, I'm not I'm not saying that they're at fault. It's me that's at fault because I'm comparing. But when you're having a you know a, a not so good day, or you're feeling a bit heady, like I am at the moment, and I can hear my voice echoing in my ears at the moment, um, you start to look at other people and think, oh wow, they've got it together. They've got it so together. Why haven't I? Yeah. And yet, yeah, and yet I look at it, I'm a published author, I'm an international business award winner, I run an international podcast. I mean, I can't get much more successful than I am, and yet you still get this little shades of doubt coming through. And, and yes, it's definitely social media that does the triggering for me. Gotcha. Thanks for sharing that. How can we reframe the limiting belief of you not being good enough to be an abundant belief? Like, what would you say to yourself? What would the abundant phrase be? Oh, wow. No, I'm not very good at this, am I? Hmm. <laughs> okay. Abundant phrase is, I guess mine would be, I am perfect just the way I am. I love that. Mm. And I just have to believe that now, don't I? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's tough. That's tough. Hey, look, when we we don't, you know, as much as I said about social media, I, I'm feeling down. Like you've not got me at my best. Um, I am feeling down because I've got this head cold happening. Um, so yeah, you do you do get those those little thoughts coming, those little things triggering. We're all human. Um, so you know, yeah, I, I can help do this. I can help do that, and my life's wonderful. But I still get sick sometimes. I still have to look at how I'm feeling and what's going on in my life. And I still have to make adjustments. We yeah. all have to do that. And that's that's living the perfect life is understanding when those adjustments need to be made, looking into them, and then taking that step forward to it. Yeah. So, yes, I am perfect just the way I am. But I would like to get rid of this head cold. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. There we go. And what actions would you take to reinforce this abundant belief what actions what feelings and what thoughts would reinforce the abundant belief i am perfect just the way i am well actions to straight straight away i have to go to meditation i'm i'm I used to do a lot of meditation i know i have let that go and i've had this strong uh intuitive uh, 
journey, like I, I want to do more meditation. And so the action to be able to do that is to actually find that happy medium and create this, uh, oh, shit, what I was going to say, to create a habit, sorry, a habit. That's what I want to do. So when I was doing a lot of meditation, when I was doing my life coaching course, um, I had a set time when I would do meditation. I could do that. The kids were at school at that stage. I had a set time. It was like 2.30 in the afternoon. I'd give myself half an hour. The kids came home on the bus so I could go longer if I wanted to. But I always gave myself that space. I was I was on a, we owned a 90-acre organic crop farm at that stage. So we'd start early in the morning and by lunchtime, late lunchtime, we'd be back in the house, in the farmhouse, um, have a shower, have some lunch, and then that was my time to do some meditation. In doing that, that behaviour that I created allowed me to ha have this own space, own time, and straight away, as soon as I sat down, it was bang, straight into a meditation. Whereas if I try and meditate at the moment, because I haven't created that behaviour, it takes a bit longer to sort of get into it. And then half an hour later, you sort of think, well, did I actually do anything? Yep. But the first thing I need to do is the behaviour and that's what I haven't set aside yet. So my action is definitely to set aside a, a time and a space to do the, the meditation, to do the meditation and then um, go in and start looking at my feelings and start when I do have a time when I'm triggered by social media or anything else to have that space where I know I can go and straight away I can do in meditation and find out what's causing it, find out what's going on, and change it. I love it. I love it. And we got one last question for you. Okay, cool. So there's Sorry. a common saying that you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make it drink. Yes. I actually found out from Dr. Alan Leica. He was a guest on the show. This, When he said this, it completely just made me so happy. <laughs> yeah. You can make a horse drink. You just have to salt its oats. Now. I want you to think of a person with a really fixed mindset. They're not willing to accept help and they're not willing to accept change. How can we, you and I, create an environment that salts their oats so that we can help them change their life? We're not trying to change their life for them because we can't make that decision for them, but it, yeah. it's an environment to salt their oats. Oh, okay. I, 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 Look, straight away, my thoughts go to you're manipulating the situation mm -hmm. and it's it straight away comes to a, a negative, I, I get that negative feeling about it. So as far as salting their oats, I wouldn't do that because I wouldn't force a horse to drink. I would definitely lead it to water, but I wouldn't force it to drink. And to salt their oats to me is manipulating them. Um and I see that because I'm a digital marketer. I see that a lot in marketing, whereas people are going, you know, they're focusing on the negative side of marketing. So they're focusing on you haven't got enough, this is a problem, you can't do that, and they focus on that, that negative side. Digital marketing or marketing nowadays is starting to change. And I'm saying this from my work. This is not from this is my work stuff. Yeah. And marketing starting to change and people are starting to focus on the positive side. So as far as salting the oats go, I could see the positive side by living a, a life of positive example, um, 
practicing what I preach, you know, it's no good for me to turn around and say, you've got to do meditation and find out what's going on. And I'm sitting here with a head cold and not finding out what's going on. So it's about living that positive example. So if you wanted for me to class it as salting the oats, I would say it as uh, live by example. And, and I try to look at the positive side of life and take that side of it forward. So um, I don't know whether that's what the, the what you are looking for as far as an answer goes, but yeah, I just find that salting it, I just don't. And yet we use salt licks on the farm. We we needed them for the cattle. We used to use salt licks. So I know what you're talking about. It's um, it just sort of I did that for the benefit of the cow. So I suppose if he's salting the oats for the benefit of the horse, then it's a positive, isn't it? It is. <laughs> I was about to say, I was about to say um I feel like they're manip- so I feel like every action every thought every word that we say I feel like it has an impact on people. Yes. And there are, there are words, thoughts and actions that have a negative intent and I feel like that's more manipulation and then there's a positive intent and that's more intentionality. Yeah. And yeah. I feel like um when I say salting the oats I don't want it to be the negative. I want it to be the <laughs> hey I'm positively trying to pull you towards something, but I'm not making you make this decision. But I do want to show you this is the life that you could have if you want it. And if yeah. you're a person who's complaining where you're at, I would like to show you where you could be. <laughs> so yes, yeah. that's how and I like crazy, the question. Yeah. And the crazy thing is, uh, Timothy, Timmy was, is like when you say manipulation, straight away we look at it as a negative. Manipulation isn't a negative either. Yeah. It's just that word. It's that terminology. And like you say, words mean so much to us. But when we use that word manipulation, everyone goes, it's negative. Well, is it? Yeah, I feel like everything we do is kind of manipulating people. (laughs) And it's not always negative. If I turn around and say to you, you know, do some meditation, I'm not manipulating you, um, but I am manipulating you. Exactly. Yeah. It's yeah. Really, yeah it's really funny it's funny how you look at it but yeah I, I I really get that I I I guess my whole persona is um you know live live the life you want other people to live as well or live live the life that you enjoy so other people can see that you can enjoy life um and that's sort of where I I look at and I mean I'm one of those I'm a bugger I've done I've done lots of stuff I, I'm not one of these people that stays in one job and stays there I I'm all over the place like had a 90-acre organic crop farm for eight years, and I used to love driving the tractor and, you know, getting out in the dirt and <laughs> being in bands. I've done everything. It's great. And that's what you get. If, you, if something doesn't suit you here, change it. Do something else. Yeah. It's easy. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, Susan, I love it. That's all we got for you. Thanks for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. It's been wonderful. Of course, of course. And if you guys are listening to this and you loved what Susan had to say, make sure to check her out. All the links to do so will be down in the show notes as we actually we are switching up our outro. So thank you guys for coming on the show. We hope to see you next time. That's the new outro. And on that note, we're out. Guys, thanks for listening. Make sure to reach out to our guests and help them accomplish their dreams and goals if you resonated with them. If you're looking for any intentional masterminds or one-on-one coaching to accomplish your dreams and goals, make sure to check out the website, workwithtimmydouglas.com and contact me either there or on social media. That's all I got. Have a blessed day.